You're listening to Smash the Bottom Line with Maddie Brown. This is Maddie Brown with Smashing the Bottom Line, and I am really thrilled and excited to be here with one of the people that I consider most influential in my business, that is David Nagel. And he has strategies and teachings and opportunities for us that I think everyone can benefit from. And I'm really pleased to have you with us, David. Thanks, Maddie. I'm happy to be here. So let's let's give everybody just a little bit of background. How did you get started in business and what what would you say was the goal that got you to where you are today? <clears throat> That's a good question. Um, what got what we, what got me started in business uh, was first um, a curiosity about some changes that I made in my life, uh, primarily from a financial perspective, and I watched my income go up dramatically. Uh, when it really wasn't supposed to based on my background. I had quit high school when I was 17 years old. I had no further education, although I did get my GED when I was in the Army, but I really didn't uh, get any further education beyond that. And I was um, creating a lot of responsibility in my life by starting a family young and not having a way to fulfill that responsibility. So after a lot of a lot of frustration on my end and attempts to try to change my situation, uh, I was stuck. I was just completely stuck. And I started working. I had a, I had an experience one night where I was I was driving a, a forklift. I was used to load uh, food into trailers on a dock and. Um, I had this experience just out of pure exhaustion where I kind of had a bit of a mental breakdown and I was just crying and I was frustrated and I was tired and very overwhelmed and a voice in my head said, change your attitude. And I, and that's where it started for me was with that, with that voice in my head that that said, change your attitude. And I started playing with that idea. Um, I kind of boiled it down to changing three things uh, within my attitude, one being acting like I loved what I did because I I really hated what I was doing, Um, doing every job to the very best of my ability because I had never never had um, someone in my life to kind of guide me into, let's say, a proper work ethic. And I was not, I was not really doing um, the best that I could uh, as far as the quality of my work went. And then the third thing was uh, treating people with, with total respect. I was not doing that because I was angry about the situation that I was in. I was angry with myself. Um, I was angry about a lot of things, and but it had nothing to do with other individuals. Yet that's kind of where I was taking it out on other people, um, and not and really not respecting them. So I decided to change those three things, and I did not expect a correlation in my income to appear 
uh, nor did I expect it to appear as fast as it did. So my income tripled in a month after I after I did those three things, and I was I was literally stunned by um, uh, by this by this transformation that happened. So it caused me to be extremely inquisitive about what I had done. Uh, people that I knew were telling me that I got lucky. They were making up all kinds of excuses for um, the good fortune that I was experiencing. And I didn't believe in any of those excuse, excuses, nor did I believe in, in luck. I knew that it had something to do with what I had done, but I didn't know what or how that played a role. So it, that put me on a journey of studying. And I started reading books. I started going to seminars. Um, and it, I studied for a period of about seven years before I started my business. But the passion of learning what I had done and then studying human potential and um, the success of, of other individuals especially individuals that had started from a meager background um, where it didn't look like their life would amount to much at all, really intrigued me. And once I started to learn how to uh, kind of replicate this, I started teaching it to other people. And some people that I was teaching it to were getting results and some people weren't. Uh, but I, I realized really quick that that had a lot to do with the desire for a person to change. So that led me to uh, to starting a business uh, in the in the industry of professional and, and personal development. Um, and uh, uh, I had an enormous passion for it. I mean, it, it was I had found my life's purpose. And I've been doing that now for uh, about 20 years. Wow, that is awesome. It's an incredible story. And I think that I would like to know if you had one, one, what do you mean by change your attitude? Can you be more specific? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can. I think that, you know, when I was a little kid, um, I did not like school. And there, I, the, the reasons that I didn't like school, I think, were because I was moved around a lot as a child. So I had to go, I went to a lot of different schools. Every time I went to a different school, I had to start over. Nobody was taking the time to teach me how to study proper, um, <clears throat> you know, um, educational techniques, you know, that type of thing. As a result, I was not doing well. Because I wasn't doing well, I, I wanted to avoid it even more. So I wasn't having any fun with it. And I, I just ended up just hating school. So the teachers would, when they would call my parents in um, for like a parent teacher conference, they would always say, uh, David's is a, a pretty bright kid. If he would just change his attitude, he would do much better uh, in his studies. And I would go home and I would get yelled at and they would tell me, change my, change your attitude. I would get grounded uh, basically from one report card to the next. That was the salute. That was their solution to this problem was that I had to go to school, come home, stay in my room. And I had to do this until my next report card came out with the idea that I was supposed to go in there and study, but nobody was really teaching me how to, how to do that. 
So I was in there daydreaming, building models, reading magazines, uh, listening to music, not doing anything productive. So my report card didn't change. Um, and my attitude wasn't changing. So when this voice in my head, after I became an adult, said, change your attitude, it wasn't the first time that I had heard this, but it was the first time that I paid attention to it. So the, the, the attitude is basically uh, how we think about what it is that we're doing. What is our overall value system and our ethical system um, about how we're approaching life and how we actually see life? And are we going to see it from the, the perspective of, uh, I have I have unlimited potential. There's there is nothing that I can't accomplish if I put my mind to it, and I work diligently at it, um, and that I am going to show up uh, with good spirits, uh, grateful, happy, loving, uh, with with my work and, and with other people. And of course, I was not doing that, but I learned how to do that. I taught myself how to do that. And when I changed my attitude, it changed my perception because your perception is controlled by your belief system. So the, the way that I was perceiving my world was that everybody was out to get me. Um, I was not going to, I was not going to make it. I was going to struggle all of my life. And the thought of that was really devastating to me. It was, it was very discouraging. I had a feeling inside of myself that I was meant to do a lot more, but I didn't know how to get there and I didn't know what it was. So as I began to change my attitude, which changed my outlook on life, I actually began to see things uh, in my world, in my surroundings that I did not see before. And it was, um, some of it was that I just didn't see those things. And some of it was that I didn't see them the way that they really were. I saw the way I saw them the way that I was, which was a person with a a poor attitude, a poor outlook on life. Okay, who who do you work with in today's world that that you help the most? Who's your who's your ideal candidate to talk about, talk to? Who can you help the most? Well, generally, I work with people that are. Small business owners or entrepreneurs, uh, I think that that's probably our core market. Uh, but basically, we work with uh, we work with anybody, um, anybody that has a desire to change. Uh, the it just so happens that people that are entrepreneurs and business owners that have come from a middle class, working class, blue collar background they have a tremendous desire to accomplish something in their life, but they don't necessarily have the value system that goes along with what is required for them to, to have the success that they're looking for. So many years ago, I created a program that was called the art of success. And the, and the, the, the idea behind that program was that the value system between an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur, and your average middle-class individual is very, very different. And when you change that, you're going to change the outcome that you're, that you're getting in your life. So um, we, what we do is we're looking for people that 
want to make a significant change. They want to live in their purpose, yet they have various different belief systems, value systems, um, and and problems and challenges in their life that 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 they believe uh, are are preventing them from having success. And in many cases, it is the reality of their life. So we help them change their mindset around it, plus give them a strategy to follow uh, for the success that they want. And, and we have really good results. I mean, we help people typically go over seven figures, eight figures in their business in uh, in you know, generally around 12 months, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less, depending on the person and their and their situation. What 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 is the most successful person in your program do? What what do they do that others don't do? Um, you mean what do they do? What do they do as far as their business, or what do they do as far as the the, the change work? The change. the action. Change work and actions. Um, number one, they are willing to confront uh, the issues in their life that are keeping them from, you know, basically keeping them from success. So it always starts off with a mindset issue. Here's they they have a, a belief of about here is the way my world should be, and their world consists of the relationships that they have with themselves and with, with themselves and with other people, um, their relationship that they have with money, their relationship that they have with their health, the relationship that they have with uh, uh, their business, um, the relationship that they have with their family, uh, and anything else that might exist in their, in their world. And the, how they have been raised uh, to make it either functional or dysfunctional in their life. If they're willing to look at uh, their personal responsibility and, and come from a place of really accepting personal responsibility for everything in their life, they then begin to take back the power that was either never given to them or taken away from them as, as, uh, as, a, as a child because all of this dysfunction that, that people experience uh, starts as children. So if they, were never, if they were never allowed to step into their power or it was taken away from them at some period of time, by accepting responsibility for their life and everything in their life, they're able to take that power back. When they take that power back, now we're coming from a place of what do I need to learn as far as changing how I think so that my thoughts are in line with um, uh, universal principles that will allow me to have success based on the law of cause and effect. Because uh, let's face it, everybody is the cause of the experiences that they're having, even if they're not aware of that. When I first started, I wasn't aware of that. I was what you would call an unconscious competence. So the more I became aware of how my thinking was controlling my results, uh, the, the more excited I became about actually changing the way that I thought. So we start with that with an individual. And if the ones that, that really have great success are the ones that are able to, to step out of any kind of victimization 
and step into accepting responsibility for their for everything in their life, basically. That is very profound. And I agree with you completely that that you've got to take responsibility and it makes perfect sense that taking responsibility gets your power back. You said something about cause and effect and, and you've created your experience. So when you talk more about cause and effect, the law of cause and effect. Yeah, absolutely. So everything, you know, somebody said to me one time, I remember when I was, when I was learning and I was studying and I had, uh, I had my mentor, um, he used to say all the time that uh, money was not a problem uh, or the lack of money was not a problem. It was a symptom of a problem that money in and of itself is an effect. It's not a cause. And one of the things that I did was I studied what we call the universal laws. And there's seven basic universal laws. There's a lot of subsidiary laws that go with it. But there's seven basic laws. And the, laws of, the law of cause and effect is one of those laws. I think it was uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson that said that the law of cause and effect was the law of laws. So if we understand the law of cause and effect, we understand that in our life, the way that we create our life, we are the cause of the effects that we're experiencing. However, what's fascinating about this, Maddie, is that as children, we're really kind of not taught that. We're, we're taught that um, we have very little control over the world that we, that we live in, and other people uh, or other entities or, or, or people in positions of power or, or authority or whatever have more control over our life than we do. So we don't really see ourselves as being the cause of anything. What we see is um, experience, uh, we see ourselves experiencing different things as the effect, as an effect, but somebody else is creating this effect. We're not creating the, the effect. Um, when we begin to grasp the idea that we are a cause for our own life and we understand how to create the cause of different effects that we want, we can change our, our life like night and day, and we can do it really, really quick. And one of the places that we do, we, that we do it with people is we help them with money. So we help them uh, earn a lot of money in a very short period of time. And it, it all starts off with them understanding that they are the cause of the amount of money that they want to receive in their life. When, when they begin to understand that and then put that into practice into their life, it sets them free for the rest of their life from ever having to be uh, like a, a slave to, to money again. Because most people, when we're talking about people that live in a free world, every decision that they make at some point has a financial component to it. If they do not understand from the law of cause and effect how to bring um, money into their life in whatever amount that they need to live the life that they feel that they were put here to live, then 
they they do the exact opposite. They actually live a life of lack and limitation because they have this belief that there's not enough and how much money they make is based on what somebody else will give them to do a job or uh, show up and trade uh, their time for money. So we work from the place of the law of cause and effect where they are the cause of how much money that they want to make and what are the skill sets that they need to learn as the cause. So we have the mindset and the skill set as the cause in order for the money to be the effect uh, that they want to change in their life. I, I like this, your statement that lack of money is a symptom. That is something that I see in my business as a very common symptom. And so it's always fascinating to me to talk about what the most effective decision-making process is and how you recommend that people make decisions so that they don't experience the lack of money. Yeah, so that's a that's a really great that's a really great concept. So um, the first thing is that they have to understand that there's an abundance. So it starts off by changing the belief system uh, that the person is operating by with within their world. If you turn on if you turn on basically <clears throat> excuse me any news channel, you pick up the newspaper, you go on the internet, <clears throat> whatever it might be. Everywhere they're talking about a lack. There's a there. Everything is in is in a, a lack of something. We're taught that there's not enough. And when we're studying universal principles, one of the things that we that we change in the person's belief system is understanding that we come that we live in a universe that is actually abundant. And even if there was a lack of something that something else would be created to replace it so that a person and life itself will never be without the things that it needs to progress it forward on a consistent basis. So that's the first change that begins to happen uh, in a person's thinking. Now, when we're kids, we're not really taught how to make a decision. Um, it's not that we don't have to make decisions. We do. We're making decisions all the time. But the question is, where are we making the decision from? So I was basically taught that once you understand that everything in the world is already there, it's already here, everything's already been created, and what we do by making a decision is put ourselves in harmony with the thing that we're deciding that we want to have in our life. It comes down to four basic questions that we ask about any specific thing that we want to be, do, or have. And here's what those questions are. So the first question would be, is this something I want to be, do, or have? So you're, you're, in, a, you're in the process of, of making a decision. It really doesn't matter what the decision is about. Um, the question is, do I want to be, do, or have this in my life? If you have, if you get a yes, if the answer to that question is yes, you go on to the second question, which is, is being, doing, or having this going to move me closer to my goal or my life's purpose? 
um, whatever it is, however it is that you're evaluating the destination of that decision, what it's going to create for you. If you get a yes there, you move on to the third one, which is, is being, doing, or having this in harmony with God's laws or the laws of the universe, whichever a person wants to believe. Um, I have no agenda there. They can believe whatever they want. I just teach them how to use it. And the, the law that we're looking for, whether it's God's law or, or uh, universal law, is the law of more life. In other words, if I, if I make a decision to be, do, or have this, is it going to add to my life? And is it going to add to the lives of other people? Because I believe that everything that we see that is alive, that is life, not only um, does it have a purpose, but the purpose has two basic functions. One is the, the, the total satisfaction of uh, the person who is doing the purpose, living the purpose, creating the purpose. That's where our fulfillment comes from inside our psychic income. And it benefits other life of some kind. So, so we're human beings. It generally, uh, it's supposed to benefit other other individuals. So, the the answer to that question would be yes. Um, if it's in harmony with God's laws or, or the laws of the universe, basically the law of more life. If the answer is yes, I go to the fourth question, which is: Is being, doing, or having this going to violate the rights of others? And the, the, the right that we don't ever want to violate with another person is to take away their ability to choose. So if we, and, and so the answer to that question is obviously a no. We're looking for a no. So if I get three yeses and a no, then I can make a decision to move forward on whatever it is, the opportunity uh, that's coming to me to, you know, that, I, that I'm being presented with. And... It is the first way to start learning how to make decisions because we're not taking into consideration belief systems when we make these decisions. So if, if a lot of people will say, I, I would love to do this, but I don't have the money. Well, you don't need the money to do it until you make a decision. Once you make a decision, you put yourself on a vibrational uh, plane or frequency with everything that you need in order for the fulfillment of that decision to manifest in your life. But a person has to begin to understand the laws to understand that that's how it works. Otherwise, we're making decisions from a place of um, what we were taught. And if we were taught that uh, you had to be smarter, or you had to know somebody um, different or uh, you had to be better looking or you, like people put all these conditions on success that are simply not true. Um, coming from the laws erases all of that and it allows you to come from what is really true about making those decisions and how to make the decision and then how to stay in the frequency of that decision so it shows up in your life. So that leads me to a, a question about how do you advise people to set goals and to define their purpose? How, what, is, what is the optimum thing that people can do to make sure that they are living on purpose? Well, I think when it comes to setting a goal, so goals give our life direction, okay? 
the perp our purpose is um it's the reason why we're here it's 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 the overall uh, uh, reason why we're here and what we're supposed to do in this lifetime. And I think that, uh, in my opinion, that, that that is forever unfolding for a person. So if a person will adopt the value system of continued growth in their life, their purpose will continue to unfold as they go through that growth. In other words, you're not going to see your entire life's purpose laid out to you uh, you know, all in, in, in one, in one request, like God, please show me what my purpose is back when I, when I worked on the forklift, Maddie, if you would have showed me everything that I was doing now and how I was living my life and affecting other people and the amount of money that I made, and I get to travel all over the world, I wouldn't have believed you. I absolutely would not have believed you. But you have to understand, I was also coming from the perception of what I thought was possible for myself and in my life at that time and the experiences that I had up to that point. So it only became more reasonable in my thinking um, of how huge my purpose is by the more, the more that I kept growing and the more that I kept producing uh, from an effect standpoint in my life. So, so that's, so it's very important to, to understand that when we're talking about goals and, and a purpose for somebody's life, because their purpose is going to keep unfolding as they continue, as they continue to grow. Now, when we're setting goals, what's important about a goal is to ask yourself a very important question. And that is, is this something that I think that I can accomplish or is this something that I really want? I mean, I really, really desire to have this in my life because most people set goals from a place of what they think they can accomplish. And that's really based on uh, the growth or the lack of growth of their own self-esteem. As we grow our self-esteem, as we step into a higher self-worth, for ourselves, we make more and more, or we set more and more goals based on what we really want versus what we think we can accomplish. What we think we can accomplish is, is really coming from a lack of um, belief in ourselves and what's and what's possible for ourselves. So when I'm teaching a person how to set a goal, I'm always having them really, I'd really ask them that question to just sit back and really think for a moment. Is this something that you really want, or is this something that you think you can accomplish? And then get them to set the goal from the place of something that they really, really want in their life. And I point out to them that, you know, whatever you're doing in your life, you're trading your life for that thing, that work, that time, uh, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, the quality of life the things in your life that you're tolerating, you're trading your life for those things. And you can't ever get that time back. So the quality of the time that you're uh, trading should match uh, what it is that you desire. Because when you do that, then you're really in your purpose. And, you know, you, you start living in an amazing life. I love that. Trading, trading your life for the thing you want. 
Yeah. That's amazing philosophy. And I see too many people in my business that are really trading their life when they'd be better off working at McDonald's than they are in their business. And right. they're they're trading their life and they're not getting the results that they really want and they they see they can learn to see through your work how you, they are the cause and effect of that and that is that is an amazing thing um if the other thing i wanted to talk to you about is how do you how do you determine if something is something you really want versus something that you think you can achieve how do you how do you differentiate that how do you expand your thinking um i will ask a person if so i'll set up a scenario in their in their thinking and i'll ask them if money was not an issue in other words um it was an unlimited resource for you. I gave you a blank check and I told you that uh, you could write it for whatever you want, for whatever you needed in order for the fulfillment of this goal that you want for yourself. That would be number one. Number two, you would never have to worry about what somebody else thought about you based on what it is that you wanted to do. Because the two, one of the two main reasons that a person does not go after the goal that they really want is because number one, they don't want other people to see them fail or they don't want to be judged by other people. So we find that people have, um, we call them stories. Sometimes they're poverty stories and wealth stories when it has to do with money. Sometimes it is uh, a story about uh, the, the kind of the grandiosity of their own success, like who do you think you are to be this successful um, and, and people ridiculing you or judging you based on, on uh, how much success you want to have for yourself. If you didn't have to worry about that, if, in other words, you, you would be certain that nobody would ever judge you or they would not see you, the people that would judge you would never know. Uh, between that and having enough resource to be able to do what you wanted, would you pick the thing that you're picking? And it, you know, when you put that scenario down for another person, very often they'll say, no, I would pick something completely different. And now you know that they're, that what they're doing is they're really suppressing what it is that they want in life. So then it's about a conversation about, uh, you know, who is it in their life that they don't, you know, that they don't want to disappoint or they don't want to uh, be judged by or they don't want to lose in a relationship because they're they're too successful for that person. And then working on their money belief about um, how can they create the money or whatever resources that they need for the fulfillment of of that dream. Um, and that, you know, Maddie, I mean, you you really start to see people's lives change when they come from that place. So what are, what are your goals? Where do you want to go in the next five to 10 years? Um, so my, so, so I have a very big goal with my company. Uh, 
the the goal is is to reach as many people on a global basis as we possibly can uh, to help set them free in various areas of their life because we you know we deal with also with with personal issues in a in a in a person's uh, a person's life we are um, we are from a measurement standpoint of like revenue coming into the business our our goal is to hit a hundred million uh a year doing that worldwide uh five to ten years from now it i don't have so much of a of a, of a five to ten year goal on that because uh we are consistently working on making whatever changes are required to move us along to the biggest part of that goal so we have a lot of intermittent goals that we have to hit, uh, but they're really based on uh, exposure and they're, they're based on the ideas of uh, having something that is uh, duplicatable and that has legs and that can, be, um, uh, that can be replicated on a large basis. So those are the kinds of uh, um, more immediate goals that we're working on to allow the big goal to to uh, to actually happen. That's that's really exciting. So, how can people get in touch with you and find out more? So here's the thing: I believe that everybody is born to be a success, and we have a free program on our website called "You Are Born to Be a Success." So, if they go to davidnagel.com. Uh, my last name is spelled N as in Nancy, E-A-G-L-E. So it's davidnagel.com. They click on You Were Born to Be a Success. Uh, they put their information in there, and they'll be able to download that program. That would be a really great place for them to start with us. And then if they want to take it further, we have all different kinds of programs and seminars that we put on on a regular basis, or they could talk to uh, one of our, our personal coaches um, about what it is that they want to accomplish, where they are, where they're stuck, and we'll be happy to help them uh, get pointed in a direction that they want to go. Okay, so if you had to share just one principle that people need to embrace to be successful, what, what would that one thing be? Personal responsibility. It is the number one place for a person to start and everything that they need will come after they do that. What's unfortunate is if they don't do that one piece, they won't make much progress anyplace else because personal responsibility is required in order for them to take their power back and their potential is in that power. So everybody has all the potential that there is. There, there is there's nobody on the planet that can that can actually say how far the human potential can go because we've seen it just explode, you know, over the last uh, few hundred years uh, as, as far as what people can, can do. And in my belief, based on the laws, there's just no end to it. Uh, we've only begun to tap into what we have the potential uh, to do in our, in our lifetime. So, but it does start with personal responsibility, and then everything that they need will begin to show up and direct them in the steps and the stages that they need 
to accomplish why you know why they're here what what they're going to do and uh, really make life a, a, a complete joy i mean we believe that you should do what you love with people that you love and you know that's the way life should be lived you know really actually enjoying your day having fun waking up every morning and saying i get to do this with my life whatever that might be uh, for your purpose, not that you feel that you have to go to work and do something that you don't like to do, but you you know you're really meeting the day with uh, the excitement and the uh, enthusiasm and the curiosity of a kid. That is wonderful. I am so glad that you took the time to talk with us today, and I always get new information every time I hear you talk, and so it is. Uh, interest, interesting perspective because very quickly things change. And I really appreciate that you took the time today to do this podcast. And I encourage people to download the program that you're talking about at davidnagel.com. And you can also find him on Facebook if you would like to get some other information. So I would encourage you to go to davidnagel.com and download his offering because I think it will help you shift into your next level of where you want to be in the world. Thank you, David. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us, and it's been very insightful. Thank you, Maddie. It was an absolute pleasure and honor to do so. Thank you. Smash the Bottom Line is sponsored by Smashing Numbers. Discover how to get your accounting in order, escape the cash flow trap, and finally enjoy a profitable business. Find out how at smashingnumbers.com.